0: It's a hot day, kid. You had them out in the sun. The sun melts ice creams. But that's not fair. It's about as fair as it gets, actually. So we get nothing? Well, you get a valuable life lesson. I don't want a valuable life lesson. I just want an ice cream.
1: Well, g'day everyone. It's Justin here from Bluey's Brisbane. At the card table once again with the one and only Lou Bromley. Good day, Lou, how are you?
0: I'm feeling really good to be at the card table again. It's been a while since we've popped this out. It has uh, been ages since yeah. we had the card
1: table out, but we're out and about in South Bank, home of the episode Ice Cream.
0: Yep. Here to do Bluey Fest. Bluey
1: Fest. This is crazy. <laughs> Bluey Fest.
0: Look, we're of an era right, where we would have done Blues Fest, Livid back in the day, um, Big Day Out counting down the triple j 100 you know hottest 100 but here we are to counting down our bluey top five at bluey fest so i just feel like we're in a new era right we've known that for five years that's
1: it that's it yes but just to explain this whole bluey fest thing for overseas listeners uh the abc to celebrate five years of bluey on australian tv is asking people to vote for their top five episodes and on on november the 19th they're going to count down the it's literally the hottest 100 of Bluey, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be hotter than the hottest 100. I'm going to throw that out to Triple J. Lift your game because I think there's a new era of voters who are coming in. This is the new era of democracy. And it's now democracy ice cream after coming off a, you know, a referendum vote of democracy sausages. So we're just continuing that vibe really into November, aren't
1: we? Absolutely. I mean, to celebrate this whole five years of Bluey, they've actually driven a, an ice cream van up from Sydney and parked it just outside the wheel of Brisbane, just outside the ABC headquarters here. And yep. Bank.
0: And it's just, it is the ice cream app. You get the Ferris wheel, you see the Bougainvillea, the purple blooms over what is the boulevard of South Bank, with the ABC building in the background. I mean, and then Bluey's big plays coming back to the building behind us at QPAC. So this is actually Bluey Central. So this this is featured in so many episodes. It's a delight. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, so appropriate the ice cream truck is parked here.
0: It had to be where it was parked in ice cream. Oh, go on, give us a double chocolate and a cup extra large. Hooray! I've got a problem.
1: So, Lou, set the scene for us. What are we looking at here uh, on the lawn at South Bank?
0: Like, we're doing an early record. We got here early because, you know, no one ever regrets being early to these sorts of things. And we had been tracking this week that, you know, crowds were arriving later in the time slot. They were missing out on ice cream because it has been huge. So... We thought, let's get here early. There's huge crowds already snaking around, and it's raining. It's gorgeous, cool weather here. We're not baking in the summer sun. Um, I'm seeing so many little kids in the kit. Um, There's, you know, Bingo is staring at me as backpacks. Uh, So many dads, so many mums wearing the bluey kit as well. And we're all just grinning at each other, because we know there's there's this shared vibe that's going on. The ice cream um, servers are keeping everybody warm. Uh, we suspect we've seen a few Ludo Studio staff, and we're not fan-stalking them. No, no, so no, we're, no, we're, we're leaving ha- them be. We're, actually, we're hung back as well, uh, and now the, the line's caught up to us, so we're just sitting here going, <laughs> G'day, line. How G'day, you doing? Line. With our coffees, with our uh, with the deck, with our recording. So, yeah, and there's just this lovely excitement, isn't it, with this crowd, this gentle excitement going uh, with all the kids hanging out for their ice cream in 20 minutes.
1: Part of the deal of getting a free bluey ice cream was that you have to vote in the Hottest 100 of Bluey for Bluey Fest. Yes. Um, so we thought we'd run through our top five episodes God, this was for hard. today. I mean, how do you... I mean, it's over 150 episodes, Lou. How do you nail it down to five? I found this really yep. hard. Ten would have been a bit easier.
0: Yes. And I sent you through mine, and I've changed them, as I said with a wicked grin, <laughs> only about 15 minutes ago. And so I reckon on any given day, your, your top five would be different.
1: Absolutely. You took one of mine too. You took one of mine.
0: No, we're sharing it, darling. Sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm curious about what the one we're sharing where it's come in in your top five. So, should we do our number Well, I, it I, number I five? dropped
1: it. I dropped it and picked a different one. Oh, yeah, so you've changed. I was very uh, diplomatic, dropped it and picked a different one.
0: And I just have to say as a little outcut that someone's just driven their little pizza girl's car, little tykes, <laughs> pedal car just past us. Bluey Central. As you do. Yeah, there's so many little fan moments going on here. Absolutely. All right. All
1: right. So, number five, Lou.
0: Number five. What have
1: you got for number five on your list
0: Look, I love this episode because it screams, as a North Queensland kid, how we used to spend Christmas, so I think you know which one I'm about to say. But I love the dogs jumping into a pool trying to catch tennis balls. I mean, that is a vibe. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.
1: And here's to Bartleby.
0: Yeah, Bartleby.
1: Welcome to the family, mate. (laughs)
0: Christmas Swim. I think that's that episode, if you are any of our overseas listeners, if you're one of our expat listeners, because we do have people contact us time to time who are located all over the world and who are so nostalgic for Australia and Brisbane... Um, You know that's a vibe for a hot Aussie summer Christmas. And, yeah, I just adore that episode. That's my fifth.
1: And still when Bartleby, you know, face plants in the food, when your dad pats him on the back, I still get a laugh out of that. What a classic moment.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, oh, I just need my glasses and the shirt. (laughs) It's a catchphrase. I just need my glasses. Ah, Nana Healer. Nana Healer.
1: We love you. (laughs)
0: All right, what's your number
1: five? Okay, number five on my list. I've got takeaway from season one.
0: Bingo! Can you hold on till we get home?
1: I'm fasting. Okay, okay. It's a
0: bushweed. Oh, nice! That yeah. was a little surprise. You've changed your list I on me. I have
1: changed the list now. I approve. I, mean, I right. love. I love this episode. This was actually the episode where I went. Oh man, this show's something different, something special, and it just had that parenting vibe. And I mean, when this episode yeah. first aired in Australia. My kids were three and five, so just under that bluey age, and I, I totally, I totally felt that episode hard.
0: Yes. That is the most intense seven minutes of parenting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You just cannot do anything easily anymore once the kids come along. What used to be such a simple task yep. um, becomes so difficult. Um, but actually, uh, one of the things I loved about this episode is you see – Bandit as the hero of the episode, which is a really unusual thing for a kid's show. Now, um, way back in season one, I was lucky enough to speak to Joe Brum about uh, a whole bunch of bluey stuff. Yep. Um, And this is what he had to say about Takeaway and making Bandit the hero. Takeaway, like a few other episodes, the leading character in that is the dad. You know, it's the dad's story in that episode. And he's an adult. And so when you do that, everyone shouts at you saying you can't have the adult as the leading character in a kids show you know we have to sort of trust ourselves that no no we could and it, it won't exclude the kids and I think it's worked pretty cool that you can make the dad the hero in the kids show all right Lou number four, number four. on your list what do you got
0: <laughs> I'm just building up anticipation for me it's granny's
1: granny's great ep.
0: <laughs> Janet wake up just having a nap.
1: Oh, isn't that
0: just an absolute banger? You know, don't, you know, I've slipped on my beans. That has been the evergreen catchphrase of the show. (laughs) Yeah, That's how you can find a Bluey fan um, in an instant as well. You know, if you're out in the the wild, completely anon, I slipped on my beans is your gateway to Bluey parent conversations. And
1: and such a random line, right? Because kids (laughs) dressing up as grannies is kind of a bit random enough as it is. But you would just never imagine Janet and Rita slipping on a can of beans or, you know, trying to pinch beans, even. Yep. Little thieves <laughs> trying I to
0: pinch I've the beans. I think I've got to talk to that family who brought their little Tykes van, you know, nice parking there, <laughs> Janet. <laughs> so, I mean, and that, that was the episode that introduced us because we're all pointing at the screen going... Just how many of us have had experience with the Little Tykes cars? Like yeah, yeah, it's secondhand, either the Christmas present, you know. Yep. They, everyone's had some sort of experience with it. Maybe at childcare, daycare, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's so many things in that episode that are just mint. Yep.
1: And another dadding moment that I felt hard in that ep is when Bandit's coming down the stairs with the laundry basket because I'm a dad who does the laundry and I saw my life reflected there on the screen. <laughs> When he got bowled over by the little tyke's car, the granny-mobile. Well, not the granny-mobile. The granny-mobile came later, but bowled over by the little yep. tyke's car. And I'm like, oh, I feel that hard.
0: Yep, Yeah. And look, I feel chilly hard in that episode when she realises she's not dealing with her daughters. She's dealing with Janet and Rita. And it's yeah. just that look of horror and dread in a cartoon dog's eyes. Like, there was humanity there. And it was my humanity that was reflected <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, your number four. Drum okay.
1: roll. Okay, my number four is Tradies from season three. Oh, nice. What a great episode. That stayed on your list. Good. Stayed on my list.
0: <laughs> my kids like to spy too. What else did you find out? We know all about your boat.
1: Tradies, love Tradies, a new favourite yes. in season three. And I think an absolute genius decision to cast uh, Mick Malloy. And Sam as, Cotton, yeah, Sam what Cotton as well, yeah. um, as the two tradies. Yes, um, and a little, a little fun fact: um, Sam Cotton does those little animations about birds and you know creatures and stuff. And they're great. I'm, I'm sure he's yeah. got a, a book about seagulls and chips, and he ends up playing. Yeah, Chibi, that's just
0: come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Which is a nice little, uh, nice little takeaway from that. But I just love the whole spying thing. I mean, my kids, even now that they're a bit older, they still want to spy on each other and spy on the neighbours and.
0: Absolutely. You know, get their little
1: James Bond on. But there's so many little classic kind of nuances in this episode, you know, when you realise that the, you know, the reason why the, you know, Chippy, the apprentice, is being dropped off by his angry girlfriend is because he's lost his licence. Of course, it makes sense on so many levels.
0: <laughs> and to for me to be messaging you about a friend who was excitedly messaging me, who is getting her bathroom fundamentally redone and fixed, and her daughter's, again, bluey age, bingo age, uh, and they're spying on the tradies. And yep. they were spying on the young bloke who was on the phone out the front and the Mick Malloy-type tradie chipping yeah, in yeah. for, yep. get off your phone and get in here and do some work. And I'm just thinking, that is hilarious. And the daughter's giving her updates on <laughs> what the tradies are talking about. So, your yeah, secrets are not safe, tradies. No If way. you're around kids under the age of 10, be careful what you divulge in yeah, their yeah. earshot. And yes. absolutely
1: no secrets that... Um, apprentice tradies love a chocolate milk for for you know for breakfast. They'll rock up to the job site with a chocolate milk, and the older tradies love a pie. Yeah, classic tradie lunch fare.
0: That's right. Yes. All right, we're on to number three. Number three. What
1: have you got for us, Lou? Number three.
0: Well, this is the one that we were sharing, but you dropped and have added your surprise. So you know what it is. For us, it's dad baby. baby. So it's like, hey, Night true blue. blue. Is it me and you? Yes. That episode is just phenomenal on so many levels. Um, The lovely little details are things like Hey True Blue, John Williamson. Um, Any
1: kid who grew up in the 80s knows that song. We're all in our 40s now. We know that song is a classic, you know, part of our childhood.
0: Oh, yeah. That was the soundtrack of our childhood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's just a hilarious episode. It is so madcap. It's mayhem. And Bandit's just rolling with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're going to do something, do it properly.
0: And look, it all fundamentally came down to that; those baby pouches are not easy to get off. Like no. once it's on, you're, you're strapped in. <laughs> you're
1: committed. <laughs> you're, you're very absolutely committed, committed.
0: <laughs> for hours. So yeah, that's and I love that. That's actually what they took as the mayhem aspect that he couldn't get out of the thing. Mm. So it's like, well, we're going to reenact your births.
1: And, and and so many great lines in this. You know, you, I thought you I thought you grew up on a farm. We grew sorghum. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I mean, this is a forget that it's a, a kids' show. This is a great example of, you know, TV comedy writing. Yep. You know, very off the wall, very kind of zany. Uh, I've said it many times now, almost Monty Python-esque.
0: Yes, yes.
1: But just a zany, zany ep. And one that, in fact, we just spoke to David Peterson, um, who worked as an editor on season uh, two and season one of Bluey. He actually edited Dad Baby. And his first thought on this episode, as I think Dan Brum, voice of Uncle Stripe and the sound designer, they both thought, "How are we actually going to get away with this? <laughs> How are we going to get away with this?" Because and they did in Australia,
0: absolutely in Australia, and it. And I think that's something about Australian humour. It's like, "Yeah, we were there, right for it. It was amazing." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But famously, the episode Disney wouldn't air in the states. So. Dum dum. Ah oh, well. Yes. Watch it on Watch it on the official Bluey Australian DVDs, kids.
0: Yes. All right. All right.
1: My number three.
0: Yes, your number three.
1: Rug Island.
0: What did she give you? Everything. Oh, that's where you put love Rug Island. You episode. love Rug Island. Yeah, love this episode. Yes.
1: Love this episode. Um in fact I would go as far as to say I think Rug Island is Joff Bush's best ever original composition. You've for, said for that Bluey. to me many times. Yeah, yes? I, it's just it just the music in that episode just fits perfectly with the vibe of the app, what's going on the screen, um, all the visuals and the colours because, of course, it's set out in the backyard yeah. um, and as kind of the day progresses and as the game progresses, the sun starts to set and you see all that sort of gorgeous Brisbane golden light filtering through yeah. the trees and um, I yeah. think that, that's, that music just fits so well um, yeah. with that episode. But um, I love that that message too that, um, you know, sometimes you just got to get down To the kids level and you know, look at how they play with the connector pens. The connector pens become, as Bandit says, everything.
0: Yep, yep. And those connector pens on it on one level is just life too. I mean, as soon as you bought the set and they're open, you'll never see them all together again. Yes. And they're never used just as pens. Like that's the little details I loved about it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And just um You know, your kids just want to spend time with you. If you can get down on their level, and we see this in other episodes like Octopus, you know, when Chloe's (laughs) dad says, I don't know how to play the game. I just think it's such a great message. Get down on the kids' level, join in, and you can create this magical experience.
0: Yeah, um, I'm surprised Rug Island was three for you, so I'm quietly intrigued what you're going to have as number one and two. And as an outtake before we get on to the silver medal of our top five, The line is almost at QPAC now, so it's tripled since we've been sitting here.
1: It's officially massive.
0: There's some poor people trying to just meditate in peace beside (laughs) us, and now it's suddenly... I said to Justin, this will be a quiet spot. This (laughs) will be fine here under this tree. No, everyone's kind of staring at us going, what are those two people doing with their deck and headphones? But here we are, just rolling with it, doing what we do on the um, card table.
1: Absolutely. All right, number, number two. two.
0: Granny Mobile, my friend. Granny, granny mobile. mobile. Doreen, can we play with your Granny Mobile, please?
1: Go for it.
0: I've taken the battery out, so it won't move. Oh, yes, it will. Bugger is
1: going to push it. Yeah. Am I, Bugalugs?
0: It had to feature in my top five because... I needed Big Muffin energy to be featured somewhere in my top five. I adore the character of Muffin. I think we've all had Muffin moments. Um, But what she brings... She brings her energy as a strength to this episode. And she takes on Evil Granny uh, at the garage sale. And she defends Doreen. She defends defends everybody. Um, She's our warrior princess, Muffin, in this episode. And... It's not just actually even the plot. It's actually what's happening in the background too. Because my my childhood is on those trestle tables that Doreen oh, yeah, is absolutely. selling at her garage yeah, sale. Yeah, yeah. The little details of what knickknacks, even paintings, the stuff that she's selling. Yeah, yeah. It's like shut up. That's 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 Mackay. That's that's me twelve. Or that's me ten. Yeah.
1: Everyone's mums and dads, everyone's nanas had that stuff.
0: Yes, Even absolutely. I loved the.
1: Um, the little platypus from Expo 88.
0: Expo 88 is represented. Expo
1: Oz is his name. And we
0: are here at the yeah. site of Expo 88. So, yep. yeah, it's just... And, like, I was a North Queensland kid at the time of Expo and we did our school camp as Expo 88. I think we're the only Year 7 or now the kids are in Year 6 a group or year level, if you know, or year, sorry, that has not gone to Questacon and Parliament in Canberra for their, you know, seniors camp. So, and yeah, we were the year that did Expo. And that's actually what, we've we've said this before, but gather around the campfire and listen to our tales of old. But this is um, for us as, you know, and Brisbane people, and my grandparents were here in Brizzy. So while I was a North Queensland kid, parents were Brizzy, grandparents were Brizzy. Um, been Brizzy since I was born as well, if you know what I mean. Yeah. This is where Brisbane grew up. So, yeah, culturally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brisbane never looked back from that year of Expo here, right where we're sitting right now. And yep. we wouldn't have the South Bank Parklands if it no. weren't for Expo. So, yeah, that's a very special Expo. One little thing... On a trestle table that Doreen's trying to flog for $2. (laughs) And that just, that's what it does. Um, Brisbane people can look at that and go, OMG, that means so much. Yeah.
1: And again, so many classic lines, you know, um, know, my hips hurt. Muffin really shines, you know. (laughs) Come on, come on, bugger lugs. Bugger lugs. (laughs) I never ever thought. I would hear bugger lugs in a kids' show. But there it is.
0: But I love when Bluey and Muffin are trying to figure out what kind of granny she is. Yeah. And grouchy granny wasn't seen as a bad thing. It's like, yes, you are grouchy granny. And it was all just lean into your strength, you know, Muffin. Yep. And that is my big Muffin energy. I love it.
1: Yes. Absolutely. All right.
0: Come on. What's your silver medal? All
1: right. My silver medal, um, because you pinched Dad, baby.
0: I did not pinch Dad, baby. <laughs> fight going to come on now in the bluey ice cream line. Yeah, yeah. How very dare hey, you.
1: How very dare <laughs> you. Um, come on. Okay, I've, I've gone with the Sleepy Time.
0: Remember, I'll always be here for you, even if you can't see me,
1: because I love you. Which probably oh, nice. originally wouldn't make, it would make my top ten. Yes. Probably, probably wouldn't make my uh, top five controversial Ooh, opinion. I what? think.
0: I would have thought that'd be your number one. Okay. No,
1: no, no. I mean, I do love, I do love it. I think Sleepy Time is like the uh, the the what's the right word? Magnus opus? Is that even a word yes. of, of Joe Brum, where he sort of wraps up all these different themes of the parents' love for the kids mm, and the mm. the solar system and the planets, and you've got Gustav Oh yeah, Holtz, the big feels Jupiter. In this underpinning all yeah. of the little um, little themes and... Um,
0: I think Joe gives us permission to love classical music with this. Yeah. That you can be a little ginger dog popping out of an egg with a fluffy bunny in space. Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes classical music really accessible to uh, yes. all of us. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I remember Joff saying that um, even the way they used the piece, so they kind of broke down jupiter into like that that main little theme and they'd use that main little theme um in recurring moments throughout the episode that highlighted the parents love for the kids yep and then of course you've got that classic scene at the end with with the sun and bingo in front of the sun where it kind of just explodes in the full thing magnificent episode i mean once again how does joe do it no idea how do you even think that up yep 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 um, as a kids episode and I mean famously this would probably be number one on a lot of people's lists and brings mums especially to tears
0: I think it just ends on that lovely little giggle where chilli gets the bed all to herself after being up and down up and down it doesn't matter if you're a dad or a mum it's a parent vibe it doesn't matter who gets the job of the up and down you know with restless sleepers. yep To have glorious, in uninterrupted sleep and no one's kicking you. Yeah. <laughs> or stealing even your blanket as that other, you know, as your partner in bed. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, Like yeah, the yep. look on her face, we're yeah. all there. We all relate to that. Yeah. And I think it's a lovely way to end so so many big feels because yeah. it's, it's just like every parent wants that. Yep, totally. Give me sleep.
1: <laughs> and that little closing sequence. Um, so, if you go back and listen to our previous episode with David Peterson, who edited a whole bunch of season two episodes, one of the things he said about the editing process with Joe was that he would fight to get all these little moments of beauty into the episodes. Yep. And that little closing, you know, montage of all the different scenes, it's like a perfect example of that, you know. um, That could easily be cut and left on the editing room floor. But instead that goes in because those little moments of beauty are you know, what the show is all about.
0: And look, we're counting, we're about to reveal our number ones. It's right on the dot at 10 o'clock, and I just thought, oh, you know, we're, we're about mid-line. Oh, no, we're not. We're <laughs> There's <laughs> so much more line. Oh, my goodness! The line just keeps this getting bigger amazing. and bigger. Yeah. Much
1: like Bluey in the States, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I
0: can actually see my son in the distance, waiting patiently, which is <laughs> a miracle in itself, really. But uh, I just thought, oh, the line is starting to shuffle up because there's a chap in a red shirt I'm using as my little line marker. Um, we're right on 10. So, the soft serve is starting to twirl as we reveal... Our number one position. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, what do you got, Lou? Number one best ever episode of Bluey, in your opinion?
0: All right, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. I should have probably declared that at the beginning. There could be tears, but they're happy tears or bittersweet ones. My top episode is Rain. Now, it wasn't during the week when we were sharing, hey, what are your top fives? I changed my mind since I talked to you. Because there's something beautiful about that episode on a number of different levels. So one of the first levels is I'm wearing my Deborah Hood Bluey House enamel pin. And uh, Deborah gifted me quite unexpectedly during the flood week her uh, Bluey House uh, painting that she did of the Airbnb for real life Mm. Bluey House um, Mm -hmm. in Paddington. And it was on my birthday because who doesn't want to celebrate their birthday with a natural disaster? Of course. Love it. Love of it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's now just actually taken pride of place in freshly painted TV room by moi. Um, so I was just reflecting on this in that one episode of Rain because there's a film clip that goes with the song Rain, which is just an amazing uh, piece sung by Jazz Darcy, Joff Bush, This is another reason why, you know, this is number one for me because it's such an evocative song um, Mm. in terms of his composition, working with jazz and the rest of the musicians.
1: I really love the vocal version on the Dance Mode album. I just think that is incredible. Paint's such a brilliant picture of childhood and growing up and um, looking back on things past and you know what you loved as a child which was often that really simple just go and play in yes. the rain make dams race boats down the drain absolutely
0: yes and like for me too it's, it comes home really personally that um a, a yellow queenslander in my suburb at oxley almost made it to be in the film clip and it would and i'm gonna i'm just gonna say you know um in a study of one focus group of one <laughs> Um, I think that would have been an amazing gift to everyone who'd been through the floods to see, you know, one of their houses that made it. Um, and it's a bit of a landmark, too, in my suburb. It's an incredibly old home. And it's yellow with a red roof. Like, it, it's, it's gorgeous. It really stands out. And we love to look at it. And it has the jacaranda in the front yard. It has the poinciana of its red leaves in the front yeah, yard, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. it's got all the bluey elements. And it would have been great to have seen that. So, that's my behind-the-scenes moment. Listening to rain, it's all of these things together. This week, though, fast forward, um, my other community is Stanthorpe, or the tiny little village community of Ballandine, and we've been on fire for the last week. And to see, like, we're sitting under a tree here under some pretty ominous clouds, and we took a chance, the rain app was not lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was and it's no not going to dump on us and destroy our equipment. And not going to rain on everybody here in the line either. So, and I just think it's great that everyone's brave the rain because rain has been traumatic. Rain has also just been an absolute miracle for this week, for example. Mm. So, the bushfires are now all out because of that weather change, the front that came in. So, that's why I'm quite emotional and I thought, no, nah, it has to be rain because on so many levels, Jazz Darcy and Geoff Bush, amazing. Mm. The episode itself, Amazing um and you know it's all a play without any dialogue yeah i think there's like three or four
1: words in the whole thing if you're lucky right at the start yeah yeah Yeah,
0: right at the start and so there's something quite evocative about this episode and i think if it weren't for bushfires all that sort of thing i think i would have had a different number one but i thought no timing wise this is actually encapsulating why this is my number one but i think that's the thing hey doing this top five, Mine top five has changed quite a bit depending on what type of day I'm having or what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And I think that says something about Bluey. But I'm getting ahead of myself because I want to know what your number one is because you've taken... No, I think I know. Yeah,
1: you'll know. And we've, I know. we've got to do this quickly because we've got to get ice cream. We've got to get ice cream. Um, my number it one... Is. It is.
0: <laughs> I've looked at your list. <laughs> I've got it right. You
1: cheeky. Um, yeah, now, now, look, my number one episode ever... And I agree with Bandit Healer, Dave McCormack's favourite episode, as revealed on Good Morning Minneapolis. Yes, Um, I was going to do a shout out. They're over there for the the Comic Con uh, convention over there. Um, My favourite episode is cricket.
0: Give me that! I've had enough of your pies. Better spin, okay, Rusty? Oh good. Mr. Healer. Yes.
1: I love No cricket. surprises, Mr. No. Cricket
0: Podcast you.
1: No surprises. No surprises. I love cricket tragic. I love cricket. I am a cricket tragic. Of course Australia is as well as a whole bunch of other nations are contesting the uh, ICC World Cup at the oh, moment. Yeah. Cricket you World see Cup. See
0: England's been knocked out. There's yes. a lot of cheering in Australia on social media. Well,
1: another moral victory for the for the English, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just love cricket because I was that kid, Rusty. I was the kid, Rusty, who loved cricket. I mean, I still do. For me, being able to sum up the whole spirit of cricket, and that whole spirit of cricket thing kind of is a bit of a wishy-washy thing that kind of sometimes gets pulled up when maybe you don't agree with the outcome of a game. But there is a definite spirit of cricket. And I think uh, Joe Brum and the Ludo team really nailed uh, that whole spirit of cricket. And what cricket means to Australians in a seven-minute episode—it was just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yep. um, and that, I had the same thing taught to me as a kid. You know, um, cricket teaches you stuff about life. You know, you're going to face hard things, um, and as uh, Rusty's dad says, you know, you can either get out of the way of that fast ball, um, or you can step in front of it and pull it for six, hook, hook it for six, hit it for six. Um, yep. Don't back away from hard things.
0: And I think sport teaches you that. And I don't think our family was really quite aware of it at the time. And as someone who's had, because I'm (laughs) 40-something, I have injuries all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) But when you go through that and you you feel so good with the endorphin hit of exercise, regular exercise and you see the payoffs, all that sort of thing, you really feel it um, when you're parents, when you do get to move and build strength, all those sort of things. But um, sport teaches you teamwork without it being a valuable life lesson. But you don't feel like you're being, you know, educated, if you know what I mean. You're having fun. You're just getting stuck in. Yeah. And that's where Rusty's letter, uh, Rusty's dad's letter, apologies, um, really nails that home to me. That no, sport does all of this and you don't even know it's doing it. And it can just be fun. It can just be mates in a field having a bit of fun. Mm. It can be you in your backyard with your siblings and your parents having some fun but that 's what it's doing and I think that 's an amazing thing
1: yeah this is probably more for the the American listeners but um, you know cricket is a really brutal game that teaches you resilience because as a batter once you 're out you 're out of the game like I played rugby league and rugby union as well growing up you know if you drop the ball or if you make a mistake yep then you can recover from that you're back in the game um, yep. you can make up from your mistake but with cricket you might get one chance you 're out of the game and yep. you've got to go and sit down um, mm-hmm. and so it teaches you how to uh, recover from failure and and you know get over disappointments and challenges. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: No, I'm I'm not surprised, but also I was kind of surprised because um, I thought I would have heard it sooner because I know just how much you love cricket. Yeah. 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 The episode and the sport. <laughs> Before we go, can I do a shout out? Yes. Because yep, we've course. had some amazing people who have been sharing photos with us because we did it. We did a big ask. Um, hey, if anyone's going to go to the con, where um, Dave McCormack and Melanie Zanetti were representing, you yes. know, Bluey the cartoon. Yeah. Um, and someone stepped up. Um, so I'm just going to make sure I get everyone's names right because when I click on the photo, then your name disappears. So it's very low tech here at uh, Bluey's Brisbane. Um, Kyle Thompson, or Kyle W. Thompson. That sounds very officious, yeah, doesn't it? Kyle it does. W. Thompson. Thanks, Kyle. Um, he shared his photo. Um, he had one with... Uh, Dave, Um, but Canon Inglis as well, Um, you got photos with not only Dave, but also Melanie Zanetti. Um, Yeah, and the photos you shared were just simply amazing. So that was really cool.
1: A lot of joy in those faces.
0: Absolutely. So thank you for sharing those photos with us because, man, it would have been great if we could have had Dave and Mel here. Oh, actually, that would have been pandemonium, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Twin Cities Con. That's right, in Minneapolis. Yeah. So, yeah, and good old Dave and his cowboy hat going on. And we've got Bluey's Big Play. That's on at the QPAC. Yeah, starts again, I think, just after Christmas. Just after Christmas. Yeah, so get your New Year's on, get your school holidays on. Um, You can see it again in your hometown of Brisbane. Um, And Dave's doing his one-night-only Christmas show. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing
1: that at the Brightside in Brisbane uh, just before Christmas. Um, He's bringing it out of retirement. Apparently, this was a regular thing back in the early 2000s, so from 20 years ago, he's bringing back the Dave McCormack Solo Christmas Show, so we'll be there, so if you're in Brisbane just before uh, Christmas, come and say good day to us, but mainly Dave at his solo show. Mainly
0: Dave, mainly, 80% Dave, 20% us. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean you can find all those details on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, Um, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know what your top five are, we'd love that, because this is such a hard task, right, picking... Oh, it'll change every day. Five. It did
0: for me. It did for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'd love to hear uh, what you think are your top fives. All of our details are in the show notes. Love to hear from you.
0: Yes. Uh, if you are in line right now and you're a Blueys Brisbane fan, you're listening to this later, snaps to you. I've got my daughter um, waving to me. I think she's getting very, very close to getting some right. ice cream So we we going
1: to wrap this up, right, so you can get an ice cream?
0: Um, yeah, maybe. They're kind of doing signals at me over the fence, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know. Just prove, prove your love, family. <laughs> Am I going to get us soft <laughs> serve ice cream or not? But they're looking very excited the worth that the worth has been weight, apparently. How about the weight has been worth, worth it? it? Yeah, you yeah. know, grammar is an optional extra today on Words. the pod. Words. Words are hard. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But no, it's been great. And it was just great to get the card table out. And we diced with the rain and won. Yeah. And yes. we, it's so great to
1: see so many Bluey fans lined up, you know, and ready to rock. And the Bluey, Bluey Fest. Fest people are
0: recording the line. I think I'm waving in the background of that. <laughs> she gave us a grin as she walked on past. So, yes. Okay. All right, Justin, you know what it's time for? A valuable line lesson. Let's go.
1: Okay, off we go. You've been listening to Bluey's Brisbane.
0: Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for at Bluey's Brisbane. So we love to whack door.
1: Oh no fair.